Welcome back to another Reason to Behold podcast episode. This one is a replay from one of our recent YouTube live streams, um, which we do from time to time on YouTube at Reason to Behold. If you haven't seen any of them, go to YouTube right now or after this episode and check it out. You can watch all sorts of conversations with us and a few different friends that we just chop up all sorts of different subjects from time to time. And don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation, even if you weren't watching live, you can always drop a comment, send us a message. And if you've got any content ideas and conversations you want us to have, hit us up on Instagram at Reason to Behold in the DMs. Here's the conversation. Welcome back to the live stream, second live stream of Reason to Behold. Arnold Reasons, thank you guys for joining. Um, this this is definitely one that I've been looking forward to. We've got a good few friends of mine who are going to be on this conversation, just speaking with us about who was the real Jesus. Are we following the Jesus of the Bible or a Jesus that we invented? And so just to... Um, kind of give you guys a bit of context for those who don't know we are reason to behold we love to make content to just help every single jesus follower who's passionate and hungry for the real thing we just want to cut to the real stuff so if you haven't already make sure you subscribe and share this channel watch all the content binge it comment like subscribe we love all that good stuff um what i'm going to do is i'm going to introduce our some of my pals who are going to be in this conversation with us today one by one Starting with Miriam. How you doing, Miriam? Hey, Arnold. Hi, everyone. I'm good. Good. Do you want to tell the people who you are and a little bit about your background? Okay. Um, so my name is Miriam and I am a 25-year-old lady. <laughs> She's not single for the brothers um, that might be interested, by the way. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, a, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a court lawyer. Uh, I have been saved since I was a little babe um, because my dad is a preacher. My mom was my Sunday school teacher. And I'm the oldest of three girls. Brilliant. Thank you for introducing yourself. Next up, we've got Josh Joshua Etienne. Oh, hello, hello, Arnold. Welcome, Josh. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Too Good. Bad. Do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, so my name is Joshua, as Arnold has, has announced. Um, I'm married to a beautiful wife called Luan. She'll be joining us soon. Um, we both um, have three beautiful girls. Um, we also foster as well. And we run a therapeutic life coaching uh, company for young people around Essex. Um, and I, same as Miriam, Got brought up in a preacher's household, so been in church for a very long time. This is good. You know, I didn't actually even realise that both of you had that similar commonality in your background. And you know what? For today's conversation, I think that's brilliant. That's relevant. That's very relevant. <laughs> so next up, we're going to be introducing my missus, my favourite, after Jesus, Nash. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Nash. Do you hey. want to say a few words to introduce yourself to the people? What can I say? Hi, I'm Nash Amber, and I am a mother. 
to our beautiful daughter and yeah that's what i can say at the moment that's interesting about me good 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 so for those who also don't know yesterday we were live on set apart styles channel um we had a a very 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 interesting conversation about what it really meant to follow jesus if you missed that make sure you check out set apart styles youtube channel for the replay it was a very good conversation i didn't get a chance to take part as planned but as a listener it was definitely really 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 good nash any highlights from that conversation or all three of you actually because you were all a part of it yeah, I'll let Josh and Miriam say. Go for it. You know, it was, it was some good questions that was asked. I think the highlight for me was going over our, our testimonies, I think, from what we had to give up. Mm. It was interesting to see that dif- the different comparisons between, I think, the whole career, success, giving up those different things. So it was quite encouraging to kind of dig into those kind of questions and really look back and see what we had to give up and, and the process of it as well. So that, that, was, that was good. That was a highlight for me. Mm. That's good. How about you, Miriam? I, I think for me, I, I definitely second what Josh has, Joshua just said. Um, and I think it's also one of those questions that we don't think about um, on a day to day. So it really was good for me to actually reflect and think about, yeah, like what, what exactly does it mean to follow Jesus and what does that look like for different seasons in my life? and to also hear from everyone that was on the panel and also from everyone that was watching and um, and sharing in the comments. It was, yeah, it was very encouraging for me personally. That's good. That is very, very good to hear. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to um, set the scene a little bit for today's conversation. So as I said, we're talking about the Jesus of the Bible or a Jesus that we've invented. And, you know, just before we jump straight into the discussion, which I'm super excited for, I've got some questions lined up that we've loaded, ready to really just chop into this stuff. But I just wanted to start out by reading some verses um, that will set a bit of context for where we're at. So 2 Corinthians 11 from verse 1 says, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me, for I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and a pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough and so from these verses we can see that paul's complaint to the church at corinth was that they were pretty much tolerating false jesuses and a false gospel they weren't making a stand or even trying to examine to see whether the ideas or the 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 character of the jesuses that were being presented to them were actually consistent with the real jesus who did live and so that is very similar to some of us today where we have the woke Jesus whose complete focus is purely on social injustices. Um, and obviously that social injustices is not a bad thing. We know it's something that does matter to God and is on his heart. But the woke Jesus I'm talking about is the one who that is his only focus. That is all he cares about to the cost of everything else. And then we also have the black Jesus, the one who came to liberate black people from the, the slavery of those that have gone before us 
it, whether it's in mind, whether it's um, to do with the, the history of our ancestors, but the Jesus who is black and cares about black people and the issues that black people have alone and will take you to a heaven full of black, 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 black people only. Yeah, I'm black, but I said it. Then we also have the white evangelical Jesus who is ignorant to the struggles of others. The one who doesn't see anything or the one who sees anything different from the traditional white perspective or white evangelical perspective um, as inferior. And then you've got a bunch of other Jesuses. And, and I think there's probably the most popular one, the come as you are and stay as you are Jesus, who doesn't really um, care about our devotion or doesn't want any sort of commitment, but just wants a place somewhere in our heart and some sort of confession once upon a time. And so all of these different versions of Jesus, they all result in one thing, a Jesus that is made in our own image, who agrees with whatever we want and never calls us to die or to put our earthly desires to death. It's not the biblical Jesus who calls us to follow him, but a false Jesus who we call to follow us. And so with that said, nice introduction done. I'm going to invite my people back up and we're going to get into the first conversation, the first question. So the first question that we've got lined up is Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Has this become a lost practice that we seem to have forgotten in much of the church? That's our first question. Mm, that's, a, that's a good first, first question. You know, what? I, I, I remember a couple months ago speaking about this verse of scripture and um, kind of in the conversation, we kind of did mention about feeling that this verse has and scriptures have gone out of the church a little bit. I think that I, I raised the question and I was like, if that was an altar call, how many people would actually come to the altar? Like, if you knew from from the get go that mm. the the price for taking on and becoming a, a disciple of, of Jesus was giving away your your life, giving up your life, giving up your desires, your your career goals, as we were talking about yesterday. Um, mm. So I do feel like this has the self denial side of the our walk has gone cold i do mm. believe it's, it's, it's gone cold um because because of this generation we live in quite a fast generation who wants who's always chasing chasing things and i think the world has got into our mm. system a lot so mm. if the world has gotten a lot it's very difficult for us to deny ourselves if we're chasing the things of the world mm. so i think the world has crept into our desires and because the world has crept into our desires it makes it very difficult to give up our, our, our whole self not just mm. parts. We can give up parts of ourselves. We can be like, you know, Lord, I give up money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? I'm not going to give up this side. So we can give up different parts. But as in wholly giving up our whole life, I feel I feel that there's areas of ourselves that we could stop and be like, you know what, Lord, ain't giving that up though. I mm. give up the money and the car, but yeah, ain't giving up something else. So I do mm. feel like it has gone a bit cold. No, I hear that. Mm. What do you think, Miriam? I completely agree with what Josh has said um, and 
yeah and I think it's 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 one of the things that grieves my heart in terms of our generation um and this is something that I also struggle with and we have to constantly be examining ourselves as we work out our own salvation am I denying myself or am I demanding personal rights um in, in certain areas of my life and I think even just the revelation of what does losing my life and following Jesus look like um mm. because I feel like sometimes there is that putting our own agenda and masking it around this is God's will for me when really it's my will for me that I want God to co-sign um, mm. and I think that there's probably been a lot of that and I know I've had that even in my personal walk where I've been like God I want this so much just let it be your will but I want this so much mm. and, and yeah and we're not really actually willing to lay it all down and go on this course of life according to his way his will and be just followers which means what mm. he like as jesus said what the father does i do so be ready to imitate him whatever he does mm. that's really interesting and i think you know what you've actually brought up a question that i think is a really worthwhile question to to dig into a little bit but what does losing your life or denying yourself to follow jesus actually look like like if you guys were speaking to somebody who was new to the faith or even somebody who has been a professing Christian for years, but is actually now trying to self-examine to say, have I actually been practicing losing my life? Have I actually been denying myself? What would you guys say it actually looks like on a practical level? Um, I, I say, so Miriam mentioned something she said about examining yourself. Mm. Um, so I think it's, it's um, seeking the Lord in like the bible says those who do the will of my father will be saved so it's seeking the lord in lord asking asking those questions lord what is your will for me Mm. because what do what do i need to give up and that's that takes seeking him and i think as as time goes on and i'm talking from my own personal experiences as time goes on when you do seek the lord in it and be like lord yes what do i need to give up i believe the holy spirit does reveal to you you need to give this up then Mm. you need to give up step by step but I do believe it's going to the Lord and saying, Lord, what's your will? What do I need to give up for you? And I, mm. I believe the Holy Spirit does tell you. So, so I'm going to corner your, your answer a little bit because I think it's a very good answer. But you know me, I've got to speak for the voices that aren't speaking on this, the, the conversation right now. When you say um, that God will reveal it to you, like maybe even just from your own personal experience, what has that been like? Has that has that been a an audible voice? Is it sometimes something that isn't necessarily an all the boys is it something that yeah what does that look like for you how has it looked so, like for you? so that's that's coming different ways so that's that's some of it's come audible but i think as you mature the audible mm. gets clearer but a lot of it has actually come from someone actually come to speak to me or just being mm. in an iron relationship and mm. a brother talking about something and while he's talking about it it pricks me and i get convicted mm. and i'm like you know what i need to give that up i didn't realize that and again because because Again, the iron art sharpens iron relationships because the, that person could just be talking about their life. Mm. You didn't realize that you was holding on to something. Mm. So it could be, it could come from relationships. Also, it could be come from uh, uh, an, an elder in church could come and tell you mm. yourself that you, you need to give this up or they've seen something in it. But I do a, a lot of the time, I do believe it comes from relationships. So relationships with our brothers and sisters, um, not just audible. Obviously, reading scripture as well. When you read the scriptures, you'll see. Okay, I need to give this up because mm. I'm reading this clashing with my lifestyle for being a disciple of Christ. Um, but 
yeah, but, but relationships a lot. I think iron sharpens iron relationships have revealed a lot of denying that I needed to do and give up. Okay. That's really good. That's that's really practical. Um, how about you, Miriam? What do you think it looks like? And what has it looked like for you um, as well? So for me, I mean, we have we have the perfect example of what losing your life um, looks like. And to me, that is Jesus. The fact that the Son of God left heaven, left everything good to come on this earth, to, like he humbled himself and was born not in a palace and did not live the most glamorous of life and for him to die as god and man but as god to actually go through them that earthly death um for as for us for me that's really like the the biggest example that i can think of of what it means to lose your life um, because yeah, he, he really didn't have to do it. Jesus did not have to die for me. He did not have to do it. But as you read the Bible, you can see that so many other things just, they couldn't justify, they could not save us, only he could. Um, so when I think about what does losing your life mean, um, it's that laying aside what I want, laying aside my desires, for the will of the father mm. because th there's a kingdom at stake and sometimes it could be i have to do this because god wants it for someone else it's to bless someone else so actually following the will of god so that arnold will be blessed so that my sister will be blessed and um, so so that's what that looks like and i think i also look at it not from the perspective of i'm losing something or I, I like I, I I'm basically like at a disadvantage, but really it's a heart condition in terms of it's something that you really have to develop develop um, as you develop your relationship with God and be willing to lay aside certain things and 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 be and be willing to um yeah and, and to actually be laying aside as as a symbol of love it's something that you're doing out of devotion um, and giving those things up not because you have to because i feel like there's also people that feel like i have to and they their heart is not in it and that's not sustainable but actually getting to that place where you have the understanding and the love for jesus that you're willing to go wherever and do whatever to please him and to be with him where his will is really good really 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 good points there and i like the consistency between what both of you are saying um for those that may have noticed uh nash and Hassan just slipped into the conversation welcome aboard guys we're back um and as you can probably see from the from the strap line at the bottom we're looking at what does losing your life or denying yourself to follow jesus actually look like mm. so what do you two think starting with you nash starting with you Hassan. <laughs> Well, for me, um, losing your life, it looks like, looks like surrender, which is giving over, um, I guess, the control of your life over to God. Because I think, um, yeah, the term like losing your life, it's not really language that we use every day. Um, outside of the Bible, I don't think any of us would be speaking in that, in that term. But for me, it's, it's the 
it's the commitment that you give to God. And because you're so committed to his way, you are willing to say, oh, okay, then whatever I think, it's not, it's not, it's not more important than what you have to say or what your opinion is on anything. Um, whether it be how I dress, whether it be who I date, um, whether it be where I work, etc., etc., anything to do with our lives, we really give God an opportunity to speak into it. Yeah. Um, not just to speak, but we listen as well. Um, and so for me, it, that that whole yeah, that whole piece of losing your life is it's about trust for me. It's trusting God with your heart, trusting God with your whole life. Because sometimes you could be like, yeah, but God, if I trust you, like if I, if you tell me, if you know there's a job and you know it's going to pay a lot of money and you've been looking for this job for ages, but God's like, don't take it. That can be a bit of a burn because you're like, take, why shouldn't I take it? And if I don't take it, how can I guarantee I'm going to have the lifestyle that I want um, and stuff? And maybe God doesn't want you to have that kind of lifestyle for whatever reason. And so it's just that whole checking and get, keeping our hearts basically in check with what God is what has what God has planned for us um because I do believe God has a plan for us and so it's yeah it's just putting aside our own our own stuff basically really good and what do you think Asana yeah no just to add to what Nash just said um I believe it is um absolute surrender so surrendering um choosing to be obedient to God and you know yeah dying to self Mm. literally dying to your will dying to um your way of doing things dying to comfort and just saying not my Mm. will lord but your will be done and Mm -hmm. intentionally seeking god you know seeking him for his will and his plan i think sometimes you know when you become saved you might think oh you know that's it and you're like my life is going to get better it will Mm. you know but probably not in the way you might think at first Mm. because it it requires you literally um you know giving up your idea of how things should be you know um as a a, when i was a young baby believer i i was definitely like a type a personality and i've had to learn to humble myself you know um especially when it came to obedience because i'm like god i need to have a plan a plan b plan c plan d and then you know through relationship intimacy with god god is like sana you need to trust me there is no plan b Mm. there is only one plan and that's my plan and you know it can be really really challenging it really challenges you know your your flesh it challenged my flesh and i had to go through a process of learning to to be obedient learning to surrender and sometimes it is a daily battle you know just because you you know you overcome it and you you succeed now doesn't mean that tomorrow when you go to bed you know like tonight you go to bed and you wake up tomorrow it's it's going to be easy you literally have to make that decision on mm-hmm. a daily basis because you know everything in this world i feel like it it literally contradicts you know what it means to to losing your life and denying yourself that's really good and you know what to back it up i see a theme i think in everything that you guys have all said and you know you're all talking about sacrifice laying things down um giving up the things that you want in order to pursue the things that god wants which i think brings us on nicely to the next question which is how do you know if it's actually god who is telling you to give something up in order to follow him any practical tips 
Um, <laughs> for me, it's I, I think you know when I was you know newly 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 saved, um, I was given I was given this advice by um, my youth pastor saying that you know like when you believe you know God is telling you to do something, do check check it against scriptures. You know, is it biblical? Firstly, mm. and you know, secondly, pray for confirmation. You know, confirmation could come in different forms. It could, you know, come through um, scripture. It could come through a dream. It could come through a vision or, you know, prophecy from from someone else. So I have a tendency to pray when I believe God is saying something and praying up for confirmation. And I usually follow those, you know, practical steps. Check it against scriptures. You know, um, you know, pray for confirmation. Mm. And and then that's how you test whether it's from God or not. That's really good. And just before you guys jump back into answering that question, we've just got some comments that have come in as well. So Peter says, nice comment, Miriam, when you said God may want it for someone else. Thank you. And we've got a Niwa as well, I think answering the last question. He said, it's laying down your all, wasting your life on God like the alabaster box, laying all of your life for him, for he laid down all of his life for you hashtag sacrificial living love it and we've also got joy who said this is a great conversation thank you for the feedback too so back to the question at hand how do you know if it's actually god who's telling you to give something up in order to follow him practical tips i think in addition to what um asana has said for me it's sometimes just looking at what what like what will benefit will my spirit benefit from this or will my flesh benefit and be happy about this decision um because most times our flesh and our spirit they're not on the same page it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of training for your flesh to start to desire the things that your spirit wants and even then there's still some there's still some things that need to be ironed out um, so for me, I, I that's another check I do. So in addition to praying, seeing, okay, is there any confirmation in the word concerning what I'm talking about but or what I'm thinking about? But sometimes there's not a word-for-word word confirmation on the, on the topic. So yeah. then I have to start looking at, okay, Lord, like, Lord, like, grant me a spirit of discernment to be able to tell, the, like, if this is you or not. And yeah. then I, I kind of weigh it out based on not how I feel just like oh I like it I don't like it not like that but based on you know how people sometimes say like sixth sense or they say you have that intuition women have that intuition for me I don't know about intuition but I know that God speaks to me <laughs> inwardly and so I, I I lean I I lean on that as well and when I have that strong feeling that strong sense of something like I have this conviction inside of me that I don't think I'm supposed to do this or when something doesn't budge as well like I remember years ago I was such a scared cat and I did not want to be on YouTube and stuff like that at all like I wanted to be a private life living my life offline and I kept feeling it in my placement year at at work I kept feeling that I should start blogging and I remember thinking this one doesn't I'm not sure if it's God because blogging like we're the church <laughs> it's supposed to be in church places like and this was years ago like 10 years ago so it was not what it was today to be a Christian and be on on like a media platform mm. so I was really conflicted then I again did the weighing up like but who benefits from me doing it I don't want to do it so the fact that I'm having is going against even my personality at the time it was it was quite clear that this is not my own 
doing because I wouldn't have ordinarily picked it but the desire and the ideas were so strong inside of me I had to do something with it Mm. so then I just obeyed and through obeying and like putting one foot in front of the other by faith because I feel like sometimes God just gives you a little piece of the puzzle and you just as you start to walk he gives you more pieces and the picture becomes clearer um so yeah so for me that's another way as well that I allow the Lord to lead me Mm. I, I would go off the back of what Asana and Nash is saying. What Asana was saying in regards to testing it with, his, with, with the scriptures 100%. And then what Nash was saying, it, the battle between the, the flesh and the spirit, that's a massive thing. Um, and because the question is, what's getting in the way of me following? So I think, again, it goes back to examining what's getting in the way of the following. So ex- an example, practical example is if every time you go to pray, you have the urge to go on your phone then that's the phone is getting in the way of you praying. So that's, an, uh, you should get rid of the phone if for that time period. If it is, you know, you want to go and study the word and God is saying you need to get more deeper in the word. And every time you go to study the word, you feel urged to go and play the PlayStation. The PlayStation <laughs> is stopping you from going to study the word. I'd like you to from personal experience, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give up that PlayStation for that, that, that time period so you can go and study the word so it just goes back to the word of following is that what is getting in the way of me following christ and examining okay is that stopping me from praying is that stopping me from reading is that stopping me from fellowshipping and examining those things okay very well put. Go ahead, add, um, on top of what everyone has said um that seeking wise counsel um so I, I mean, I, I've done that and with Sisters in Christ where they don't come and tell you everything, but they just say, oh, let's pray about this. And I'll, or I'll go to a sister and I'll say, mm, yeah, something is going on. Let's pray about this. Let me know what you get. And then they come and then it's, it's, it's been such a, it, it, it's exciting when they come back and they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and it's like the prophetic or the word of knowledge comes back and they're like oh okay you have no idea what god has just used you for um mm. but that, that's been something practical that i've done and i um friends of mine have done as well um, and that, that's been really great especially if you if you're needing a thousand confirmations which sometimes i do um you you can even do that i not telling you all the details and then i think another thing is um having peace I find that when something is the will of God, there is a peace that I can't explain. Um, it will be something that in my natural sense, I'm like, this is not adding up. Or yes. you know, like what Nash was saying, it goes against her personality. But there is this calm about it. Like you feel like, yeah, yeah I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that peace that passes all understanding um, is, yeah, it's definitely another way to know that this is God leading and just mm. follow him because he's already made the path smooth. That's some really good stuff there. And interestingly, again, I picked up another theme in some of the things you guys were saying, and it was the whole, like the battle between flesh and spirit when it comes to our desires, the things that we're thinking about. And we got a question for that too. How can you tell the difference between what is flesh and what is spirit when it comes to your desires and your decisions? 
Well, <clears throat> good question. Um, I would say for me, just to add to what Mir Miriam just said, it's definitely to do with peace. So if I feel peace about something, I, I then, you know, go away, seek um, quietness. Because sometimes when you're busy and there's lots of noise, it's very difficult to tell whether it's your flesh or whether it's the spirit of God. But mm -hmm. actually, you know, I'm creating a space where you're literally spending quiet time with with the lord so it could be turning your phone off mm. as joshua said you know getting rid of the things that you know create so much noise and you know literally seeking solitude and, and actually really being honest and you know discern you know is it peace that my uh, that i'm feeling or is it my flesh mm. you know which one is it and you know praying it through and for me that that usually makes a massive difference mm -hmm. um then able to discern this is definitely the flesh or i still feel peace about this thing and it's not because i want it but i really just feel peace that this is god's will and mm -hmm. that's how i'm able to discern most of the time whether it's the flesh or the spirit mm -hmm. that's yes. good similar um i would say um, call me Miriam. no go ahead Josh. sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say that um again it's testing testing the spirit if we know the works of the flesh so we know that if we walk if it's if it's if it's producing works of the flesh outbursts of wrath and and you feel it's not that there's no holy spirit in it in regards to the fruits of the spirit there's no love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness um testing it by that in the decision then you will know if you know you're making a decision and it's you you have that feeling that it's out of covetousness for example if you see someone that has a car and you want to go and buy a car because you've seen that person has a car that's out of the flesh that's covetousness mm -hmm. if you if you generally you know want to go and buy a car for yourself and there's no fleshliness in it it's just your own spirit that you know that you need a car god will bless you in it but you'll feel that peace again is, is testing it through the fruits of the spirit but you know that by understanding what the flesh is and what the spirit is so yes it's testing it through both spirit and flesh that's good and just for anybody who doesn't know what josh was referring to that's galatians 5 um, which speaks about the fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh yeah look like you were gonna say something there nash no i was just gonna say that that passage that um josh mentioned i think is a game changer i remember like looking at it, especially the one where um because i think sometimes as christians we lean more towards looking at the fruit of the spirit so we're kind okay. of like yay the fruit of the spirit but um which is good but then if you actually focus and study kind of some of the words in when it talks about the works of the flesh or the just you know the fruit of the flesh in a sense it is very scary and it's kind of like it can take you back because you can actually see sometimes areas of your heart where you've actually displayed those things yeah. um because i think sometimes as believers we have this thing where we have this because we have the faith and we have the desire for god we can sometimes have this kind of wishful thinking where we're just like, yeah, I'm definitely fulfilling that part of the spirit. Like I'm definitely fulfilling the fruit of the spirit. There can't be any kind of 
you know the stuff of the flesh happening here in a sense like in denial but looking at that part especially looking at it in the message translation i know the message translation is you know a bit different because of how it's written or whatever but i really appreciated just the words that were broken down because it brought it even further home just in terms of like wow these these things are happening like for example you'll see jealousy and be thinking me i'm not jealous but when you're in your workplace and someone that came into five seconds ago gets promoted and you don't that can really move to your whole heart where you're just like <laughs> how did you get from point a to point b when i've been here for a minute and i've been working hard trying mm. to get my name noticed and you literally just swanned in here and now you're trying to give me orders like what kind of thing it can get mm. a bit yeah it can really prick at your heart and bring stuff up that you don't even realize is sometimes there so yeah for me um again telling the difference between um is what benefits eternity in terms of overall obviously there's decisions like should i go on a holiday or not that's not necessarily like how benefits you know eternity but my reasons for going is it to show face is it to post on the gram like or is it because i genuinely need to relax and i need to get away or because i like exploring and traveling so i want to go you know so for me it's all about the motive so for me mm. i told the difference by my motives um yeah i have a story about when i was learning how to drive and um yeah guys so i was very passionate about wanting to learn how to drive and I was adamant that I will, by fire by force, pass my driving on a manual car. I'm not doing no automatic car because that is not driving. It is not considered driving. So mm. I had all of this vim inside of me that it has to be, it has to be um, manual. And I was really struggling in the beginning with manual, but I was still pressing on. But my reason for wanting to do manual wasn't even like, Oh, just because I want to be able to drive both cars. It was from a place of pride. I never, like, I've grown up with a lot of brothers. Like, I have five brothers. And my own biological brothers would come for me and be like, oh, you're not, you're not a driver. You're driving some man that you're not driving. They would have come for me, okay? I didn't want that. I did not want it. Then I have brothers in Christ who would be like, nah, 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 you're not a real driver, Nash. Because I just said, nope, I want to be able to put it down on the table and they know what time it is. And um, yeah, so then afterwards, I um, and then had God basically say to me that I need to go and do a automatic driving thing. And I it crushed me because there was pride inside of me that I didn't realize from a very small thing, like driving manual is not a problem. But after yeah. some time, I had to just eat my words. And when people would ask me those questions of, oh, how's driving going? How, how are you finding clutch control? And I had to say, <clears throat> yeah, about that. I'm now doing automatic. And then it was like, oh, you're not a driver. And I had all the stuff I didn't want to happen, happened to me anyway. But it humbled me in such a way that I just owned it. And after I owned it, I was humbled. God, I remember again, really putting it on my heart that you can go back to um, manual now. I was so grateful. I jumped at it. I went back to manual and I passed first time. But <laughs> that process taught me that, yeah, we have things in our hearts that sometimes God really wants to get out of us. So, yeah, I tell the difference because um, from my motive. So my motive for wanting to drive a manual car in that time was wrong it was about showing face to people mm. and i cared more about people's opinions of my my driving um than i cared about just being on the road um so yeah motives for me is a big is a big thing mm. and i think i love how 
even in some of the examples that you mentioned, it's all about like, because we, we, we love to look for the big things, right? We love to look for that big burning bush that comes and says to you, hi, flesh, hi, spirit. Yeah. But I think it's like literally looking at the details of our everyday lives and how they can really bring out and highlight, oh, there's some flesh in you in this area. Like mm. be it in the workplace, be it because your spouse has just cut you up left, right, and center, and you know that you you did good to them before. Um, like it just happens in the everyday like moments of life, but you have to almost be prepared to search for for those lessons from God in those mm. minor everyday moments of life, the normal things, the things that we do every single day that can mm. just seem routine. Um, and I think the other thing is also seeing how. God in his wisdom allows certain things to happen to expose what is really within us. And it's because we're on this journey with him of him allowing us to actually come into, I guess, see the truth about what's really in us and the areas that he is also working out of us. But, you know, the the starting point of all of that is actually acknowledging that there is some dirt inside of us that needs to come out. Because if we come in it with a mindset of, oh, yeah, like, all right, I said yes to Jesus, I did a few Sundays over the last few years, like I'm leading worship or I'm preaching, teaching. So I'm okay. And I'm exempt. The Mm. minute we fall into that kind of thinking is the minute that we've lost out on so much more that God wants to help us to progress and to, to grow in. Mm. So that's some real good thoughts. You guys are sharing. I'm just going to run through some of the comments. We had Aniwa saying by the spirit of God, the spirit of God is the spirit of truth and will connect you to the mind of the father for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god and that's romans 8 um anyone also said i like what miriam just said there's peace and that was one of the comments that miriam made earlier we've also got adele who said we are required to acknowledge him in all our ways therefore that comes before putting that desire or decision into action one once we acknowledge him through prayer etc we are then supposed to wait it's the waiting period that is usually the issue for most people and we rush ahead the waiting gives time to reveal his will miriam you're nodding your head in agreement you got something to say on that one (laughs) no i I agree absolutely agree and i think to add to that is all something a friend said to me today it's also the if you don't get a new instruction keep doing what he lost said you should be doing Mm. Mm -hmm. that's good josh i saw you as well that's where sometimes you get confused the waiting and the after (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know what that that fruit on the spirit of patience that can be a challenge when you're waiting you're waiting for something it ain't come yet and you start to ask god What's going on? Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't want to make a decision like 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 Sarah did and Abraham did. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to wait <laughs> for that promise, but you want mm-hmm. to jump ahead sometimes. So, yeah, that that waiting period is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. We've also got uh, Magdalena said that's such a good point. It's in the little things. Mm. Adele went on to also say that's in addition to all that you all have said i totally agree with sir arnold no one is exempt mm-hmm. thank you sis magdalene came back and said i will take that away with me from this session to actively search and notice those things in our everyday lives mm-hmm. talk about it sis and that gives us the right time right now to segue into the next question 
which is on a similar theme um but slightly different gear but it is what's the difference between accepting jesus as your savior and accepting him as your lord and why do you need to do both dig in what's the difference between accepting jesus as your savior and accepting him as your lord and why do you need to do both and i think just whilst you guys maybe contemplate those answers that you're going to give on this i think it's, it's a relevant question because you know as christians we get used to saying the sayings right just accept jesus as your lord and your savior and you will have eternal life repent of your sins accept jesus as your lord and savior but there are people that are actually really wondering what does that even mean Mm-hmm. What does it really mean to accept Jesus as my savior? Mm-hmm. What does it really mean to accept Jesus as my Lord? And I'm the kind of person that's curious to know those things, because if I'm going to do something, I want to know that I'm doing it with understanding mm-hmm. rather than just repeating what someone has told me to do, then saying one, two little prayer, not knowing what I've actually got myself into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What do you guys think about that question? That's a brilliant question. That's a good question. I think um, the difference between that the um the two you know words savior being you've been saved from eternal death you've been saved from your old ways of thinking your old life etc etc so you you're saying on one in one respect that i accept you to be you know like i i come into agreement in a sense to be like yeah you are savior you have saved me and i accept the salvation part but lord is now giving him over the authority in your life and that mm. is very different because it's one thing to say oh, i'll give you my old life my old life was jacked up anyway like i didn't like the brokenness and i didn't like this so if i can come and get peace over here i'm down like for more peace why not um but then when he gives you an instruction or asks you to do something like pray for your enemies that's a different ball game because now you have to actually ask yourself are you happy for him to now start to direct and lead you um and stuff so i think both are needed because you can't enjoy and you can't really experience the fullness of the life in christ if you don't make him your lord you will mm. have fragments of god but you will not in, in like you will not enjoy and really get to experience him in his total being and um you'll find that you'll probably go back to your old ways eventually in different subtle ways because if he's not lord and he's not like the master of your decision making yeah it, it gets messy it gets very messy very quickly and that's where sometimes i think we have a lot of believers who do believe jesus died on the cross for them they can't wait for tomorrow good friday you know to be saying yeah good friday today is a day if not for jesus where would i be all of that you know loving all of that stuff but then when it comes to -to day-to-day decisions god is not brought to the table when it comes to how they spend their money god is not brought to the table when it comes to just how they do life even some people like how they date who they date god is not brought to the table in some areas even for me in the area of like dressing some some people don't bring god into what they wear it's like no god can deal with the big stuff like salvation and stuff but when it comes to my day-to-day decisions i'm the boss of that like i'm a grown woman i know what to wear or i'm a grown woman i know what job is good for me um and so yeah it's it's having him as lord i think checks that and gives you it gives you um 
like direction and stuff mm. Mm. very you know very very good points go ahead josh you know what that 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 question is a good question um the, the bit of the question that i'm looking at is and why do i need to do both mm. because the first bit i think the first bit it's not easy but it's easier yeah to say you know what thank you jesus for dying for my sins you've given up yeah. your life and you died on the cross thank you jesus for doing that the mm, hard yeah. when is now lord ah uh, mm. Lord means you're the hierarchy. You're the one that's that's above me. That means I've got to follow you. I, yeah, that's the that's the difficult bit mm. of of the question. So I think it's easy to it's easy to do the whole thank you for saving me for my sins. Yeah, but the Lord, I think that that comes with an authority, a higher authority that people just don't want to accept that bit. And as I said, the, the, the simple examples of dating that guy or dating that girl, or you know, and you, whilst you're on that date you know that you know the lord is saying you need to stop this you need to give that up you need to leave that alone but in your mind you, you're just like lord thank you for saving me but i'm mm. gonna keep this thanks mm. for dying on the cross but i'm gonna keep this and then what you end up doing is he saved you from your sin but because you ain't accepting him as the lord you can still practice your sin mm. and then it can lead you back to actually not being saved from sin so mm. that's why i'll, I'll go to the, the thing of doing both is continuously being saved from the sin because if you're not accepting as lord as i said you can practice the sin and mm. save from it mm. that's really really good just before you guys keep going we've got a few comments that have come in that i want to acknowledge sincerely prisca said love that uh magdalena said lord over my life checking in with god about decisions that i make mm. savior recognizing that he saved me from my sins i'm no longer under the penalty of sins being deaf mm. we've also got another comment from magdalena saying good point nash so for anybody that's just joined or joined halfway through this conversation again we're just talking about at the moment the difference between accepting jesus as your savior versus accepting him as your lord and why we need both um, and also just for anybody viewing, please remember you can drop any of your questions in the comments um, or even any thoughts that you might have about some of the things that anybody speaking says um, or whether you agree, disagree. We're very, very happy and open to talk about those things. This conversation is for all of us, not just for everybody that you see in front. So welcome um, to a couple of the people that just joined as well. We see you, Halon. <laughs> about to call you a different name there see <laughs> abraham david as well as asana joined back so what do you guys think about the question pastor david um, <laughs> um yeah what's the difference between um jesus I, I think josh josh answered it perfectly you know we must acknowledge him as both First and foremost, he saves us um, from sin, from damnation. Um, and we acknowledge him as Lord, as ruler. You know, we acknowledge that he is who he says he is. And as Lord, we acknowledge that he is to be served. And he is to be, um, yeah, yeah. And... He's the only one that that we should serve and, and he's to be worshipped, you know? Mm. So we acknowledge him as saviour from damnation and then we acknowledge that he is 
the only one that is to be worshipped. That's why he is Lord. And we follow that and we follow his word, we follow his teachings because he is Lord. Mm. So that's the process I believe it, we take from mm. understanding that he he's the only one that can save us from sin, again, from damnation. I'm repeating this so we can all get it, you know. He's the only one that can save us from damnation, from mm. sin. Yeah. The word sin means missing the mark mm. in the whole Hebrew. We've missed the mark from what God initially set for us. Mm. So what Jesus does is restores us back to the mark, you know, which is God-likeness, you know, Christ-likeness, mm. you know. And then he then makes himself, well, he is Lord over everything, you know. Um, if it's not Ephesians, Colossians explains, Colossians 1 explains it perfectly, saying that, you know, saying that he's Lord over things seen and unseen, things in heaven, things under the earth. He has preeminence mm. over everything mm. and he needs to be worshipped and, 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 and revered in that way. So that's, yeah, why both of these um, names are, are relevant to Jesus. Mm. Very, very good point. There's actually a I comment think... that came in that was quite relevant to that as well. Just before you go, Miriam, Adele said, people can deal with God the Son, mm. but are not ready for God the Father handing mm. over the keys to every locked door in our hearts and minds mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's 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 a beautiful point man that's very beautiful i love that there's the distinction between yeah, yeah that's because, what um, it is. i remember in i think it's in um when jesus says to um peter when peter says to jesus you are the lord the son of the living god and it's, and jesus says to him um flesh and blood did not reveal that to you but my mm. father revealed that to you mm. and it's only the father that reveals the son mm -hmm. and then the son reveals to the, the father so if mm. you can't deal with the son you know you would not um, if you can't deal with the son you'll never get to know the father mm. but it's only the father that reveals the son the son I think that's what he was about to say. <laughs> and whilst we're dealing with those those technical difficulties, Sister Miriam, I think you were about to say something there earlier. Um, no, I, I was just going to say accepting Jesus as saviour um, is also in relation to I'm receiving, he is saving me. So I'm the recipient of mm. his goodness. Mm. And Lord means, if he is Lord, that means I'm the servant. Yeah. So I am serving him. So mm -hmm. I, the two builds that relationship where I'm serving him and like we, we meet somewhere. And it's not a matter of I'm just taking and taking and taking. And I think yeah. just having the revelation of Jesus as the savior can lead us to this relationship where we're just taking and taking and taking. And we're not actually understanding that the reason why God is in this, the reason why Jesus came to this earth is because he desires relationship with us. He wants mm -hmm. us to be part of this union that he has with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be where he is. And mm -hmm. I think that accepting him as lordship, that, that brings the relationship where we're actually considering him. What does my master need from me today? How can mm. I serve you, Lord? Mm -hmm. um, and like Paul, Paul in Romans talks about, I'm a slave of Christ. It's a lot of humility, but I think unless we're, we're in that space where we can 
actually come into agreement with that and be willing to lay ourselves in that position where we are slaves of Christ, where we are the servant to this Lord, then it's very difficult to follow him. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's true. That's real good. And there's actually... Were you going to say something? No, I was saying this is good. Very good. Cool. Magdalene actually said sin, missing the mark. Thank you for that reminder. Mm. And you know what? This this right here is something that I'm super, um, super, super big on. I think we have a wrong relationship with how we think of sin. Because I think, um, and we were speaking about this, I think, in one of our offline conversations the other day, um, just how whenever we think about sin, we just think, yeah, I've done something um, immoral, something that is against the law, something that, you know, breaks a box that was supposed to tick. But when you actually unpick what I think David was introducing about sin being a missing of the mark, it takes you back to remember that we have a creator who designed us. And like any creator designer, their creation was made to work a certain way like a car for example you have a certain fuel if you watch the video that we dropped a couple weeks back i spoke about how if you put unleaded fuel into a diesel car the car is going to break down and it's going to lead to dysfunction the car is not going to operate the way it was designed to and that's what sin is Mm -hmm. it's not about just looking at it as oh you've done something quote unquote morally bad it's about the fact that we have done something that has led to some sort of dysfunction because we're not operating according to the designer's intent. And I think when we start to look at sin that way, it makes it less about how morally upstanding or not we are, but it becomes a lot more about, okay, if the creator, the designer had an intention for how he wanted me to operate. And when I try to follow my own way, it leads to dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It completely changes the dynamic because I'm now more interested in saying, all right, cool. I'm tired of dysfunction. Like, and I'm saying that even for my own, I am tired of dysfunction. Like when I said yes to Jesus, I don't think I realized how tired of dysfunction I was. Mm. But that journey of walking with God is about saying, I'm so tired of dysfunction that I just want the designer's intention. And you look at that in all areas of life. And so when we start looking at sin that way, it becomes something that we have, I think, a better relationship with dealing with um, in our day-to-day lives. Cool. So I'm going to move on to the next question, which is, and I think the temperature is about to get turned up a little bit as well. <laughs> Have we become so concerned? I'll let you guys warm up with a good four questions. Now we're getting into the real stuff. <laughs> can, I please, can I please nominate Abraham in advance? so the question is have we become so concerned about what we want and what we think makes sense that whenever god does something that we don't like or think makes sense we automatically resist yeah no definitely um short answer for that is um yes <laughs> we're not here for sure abraham we want, we want the meat we're not here for yeah. sure, bro. i knew that was coming for me you know <laughs> um yeah man we definitely have man um i think also as well we're concerned about what other people think as well we get caught up in that you know mm. rather than you know what god is saying we, it's like it's it's a weird one because um, Arnold we were having this conversation the other day 
Mm. When, um, we're talking about um, why as Christians we, we struggle to be real. Yeah, and yeah. in the one place we're meant to be real, we're not, which is church. Mm. And so a lot of the times, I think we we get concerned with how other Christians are going to perceive us, you know, mm. and how and what our perception is, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that in a way kind of holds us in in bondage, mm. you know, and it stops us from following what God is telling us to do, mm. you know. Mm. That's good. What one of the ladies saying? Come on. Yes, you know you've got thoughts on this. H. H has been quiet. Do you know what? Yeah, this is as as she's Arnold said, he said we're about to get deep and we're about to get, you know, choppy choppy. And he wasn't lying. I think the answer is we, we do resist. I think mm. we resist and we're just like, what? Like sometimes we will actually call the things that the Lord is trying to do, like, no, nah, that must be the enemy. Must be the enemy. Like, the, why would you do that? Like, mm. why? And you battle, and you battle, and you try and reason, you try and compromise. You know, it's like, okay, well, we'll meet halfway, Lord. And he's like, nah, I, I want. And God is so He's so gracious and merciful where He will He will even let you talk your talk and give you know do your banter. He'll just look at you like, mm, okay, okay. And I think like Natasha and I were having a conversation a couple months ago. And one thing she's very big on, and we're very big on this, it's pass the test if we have to reset it. Yeah. Oh my God. Make sure this is not a test that you're not having to reset again because Same. you know when it comes back. And it's something that we learned back in the day. And when she reminds me, I said, you know what? How many tests have I reset? Because I'm there resisting. Because I'm there resisting. <laughs> Let me just get it first time. And you know, like, you know, like, I like to imagine it. You know, you like go, and I've never, I never want to do this. So anybody who's here, who's my friend, if you try to do, you know, random skydiving, yeah, me and you're not friends, okay? <laughs> I, I, I don't, if that's something I just won't do, don't mm. try it. Okay. But I imagine it like, you know, when you go up to do the skydive and you're just sitting there rocking with nerves and it's like, no, 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 no. Let's calm down. And I think sometimes we have to jump first just run just run and fly out the plane and trust that you will land and you will land well and sometimes dealing with the things that the lord has given us can mm. feel like that or it's like i actually feel like i'm going to die mm. but you know that you're not you've got the parachute you've got the you know the grace the mercy god has equipped you and mm. sometimes you actually have to say to yourself he wouldn't give me this if he, if, if the tools were not there mm. and you have to jump head first having that trust and i think we resist because we do. We ultimately do not trust. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, mm. do not trust the Lord. But we can trust the Savior. Mm. But we don't trust the Lord, though. It's, 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 you can see the difference. You wait, tr- wait, you sister, trust, sister, 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 stop. That's, that's stop, a stop, stop. You're saying too much. You're saying too much. Rewind, <laughs> rewind, rewind. And whilst you're rewinding, any viewers. Yeah. We will take an offering. We'll take any <laughs> contributions you want to make for that good Monzo, word that you just heard Monzo. our sister say. Monzo, Monzo, obviously, Monzo. what's the We're ready to cash up everything. Like, we'll receive your funds for that good word because that is a word that will save you from a whole lot of trouble. Say it again, sister. Please unpick that. We will trust the Savior, the Lord yes. who redeems us from our sins, who died on the cross. We'll do Good Friday. We'll go and put, we'll do altar call. We'll put our hands hey. up and we trust the lord to save us you know we, we, we've arrived we're saved we're going to heaven hallelujah baptized 
But when it comes to trusting the Lord, there's a there's, it's it's a different. When I was listening to you guys before, I was like, each that's that's very peak. The Lord, this is, it's a different relationship. It reminds mm-hmm. me of someone who sets you free from jail. You know that person that can just come yeah. open the doors, yeah. open the yeah. and walk out. Doesn't mean you have to be friends with them, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, but the Lord, not only does He set you free from jail, you're now like, I'm gonna chain myself to you, Lord, and let's walk. The other mm-hmm. one will just go left, end up back mm-hmm. in jail, and He'll keep letting you out. You're calling him and you end up back in jail, but you're not really willing to walk with him. And mm. so I think for me, it's always, okay, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? Because I'm not trying to fail test. I'm tired. Mm. You know, yeah. you get to the point where you're tired. And even when you said like, your, Arnold, you said something earlier when you said, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you're, you're tired of sin. You just, you just tired of missing the mark. Mm. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm. I'm like, okay, Lord, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I, mm. I used to say to just a couple of weeks back, and we say it on a regular basis, I'm like, does he, what else does he want? Like, what else is it? Should I sell this? You yeah, know, like, yeah. what, what is it, Lord? Is it my life? Like, what is it? Because I'm tired and I don't, I don't want to miss the mark. So even Come small things, small things, Josh is like, oh, we're going to do this. I'm like, I don't want to cross and double check because it's long. It's long. It's yeah. like you know, it's like buying that car that keeps failing. Mm. Transmission this, then you need to do. Nah, it's long. It's, mm. it's just long. Let's just yeah, buy the right car in the first place mm. instead of buying the wrong car that you have to keep mending. It's long. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like some relationship advice out there oh, Ladies, <laughs> brothers you listening buy the right car okay yeah, we're taking a car. second offering cash out. we need to actually create a cash out or something man because i'm taking like, a note of that yeah, if, buy the right listen car, yeah. if you think about all of the, the photos <laughs> the drama the heartache the the, the fallout that you can avoid by mm-hmm. applying this simple wisdom yeah you'll be happy to pay us yeah no i'm joking the, the, you know the ones when i say that little one thing someone will take a clip and then start saying oh, here for the money. Oh, we're not. it's cool Keep your money. <laughs> oh, that's good man. i was gonna say um there was a comment here and it was talking about um handing over the keys to every locked door in our hearts and minds and i think mm. that's a really key point with this because a lot of the times like i know for me the first thing giving my life to christ i'm not gonna lie it's for fire insurance Mm, that's know, it yeah no, listen man say it you know I, no, but i respect that i respect that because you know what the thing is yeah i'm sorry to just to jump in real quick yeah mm. i respect that because not a lot of people will say that you know mm-hmm. but it's they the wouldn't. truth it's the truth they like wouldn't. listen that when you were outside in stratford yeah east london and you heard the black preacher shouting turn or burn yeah plenty of years and then you finally said you know what i'm getting on a bit i nearly got hit by a bus so you know what let me just say yes to this fire yeah. and i can keep doing my thing yeah <laughs> but i've got insurance but anyway please please bro go on and it's like god this is asking for more and more and i was thinking what's going on here man <laughs> it's insurance. i know what i'm doing and I'm the struggle we have with fully surrendering everything to God, you mm. know, it's like we think we we, we know what's best, mm. you know? and I think that's the struggle I've seen, you know, over the course of um, my Christian walk, is learning to surrender things to God and realise, you know what, I can't do it on my own and I need yeah. help, and, and we're talking about there being one plan, and that's plan A, and mm. that really is the only option you've got, but we think we've got more than one option. Like in our mind is okay, I'll try all of this and then I'll, I'll come back to God. But 
Mm-hmm. That was the only option you had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think a lot of the, the issue is us surrendering it to God. Um, something mm-hmm. you still want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I remember being in a prayer meeting and the guy was like, let's just um, surrender our ambitions to God. Bro, I was struggling. <laughs> I was thinking of some stuff I want to do. I'm like, wait, I want to make some money, you know? Don't go and send me in a big <laughs> You got to give it up, mate. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You got give it up. Yeah. I had, to, I had to give it up, you know, but it was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of... It's I want to jump in. I want to jump in. Oh, sorry. Go on, Miriam. You go. You go. Hmm? No, I, I was I was just going to, like, echo what I said before, just in terms of accepting him as saviour is probably easier because we are just receiving. We are taking. And, I mean, Ooh. who's not good at receiving gifts? I know I mm. am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, this is a free gift. So, we, like, if, even if you have to deal with some stuff and actually mm. accept that, oh, I'm a sinner, but mm. it's like, oh, but, hey, there's a way out. Mm-hmm. Of course, give it to me. Whereas accepting mm. him as saviour means we now have to do the serving. We have to now give. And it sounds like, yeah, I think there's probably pride whereby the same person that saved us, we now think mm. we can live our lives and fix other areas without yes. surrendering to him. Come on. Mm. It's, 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 yeah, and and I'm just like, yo, we, we now think we've got this. And I mean, a lot of unbelief, I, I definitely think, is based on us making ourselves God and thinking the creator of the universe, the God of the heavens and earth and me. And I mean, I can sort this out myself. We don't mm. need to involve God. God. <laughs> and it's just like, but if, if, if yeah, it, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, wow, Mir, you, you can solve that yourself. You. <laughs> 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 and yeah, we, we probably think more highly of ourselves sometimes and it, 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 it will be, life will be so much easier if we just surrendered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, H. You had something you were gonna say as well. I was, I was gonna literally what Miriam just said, and a brother Abraham, you drop, you drop some, some stuff. Everyone's dropping some good, some good stuff. I don't think people are going to sleep tonight without praying. I'm, I'm being. More than fire insurance. More than prayer. Um, but also, I think like you know, there's just one that one option. Mm-hmm. And we literally think there's other options. When I was, I was listening before the the one option, and when you believe there's other options, sometimes we can think that it's the enemy attacking us. You mm-hmm. know, and the enemy's it's not it's not the enemy. It's, it's the Lord who's trying to steer you back. Mm-hmm. It's that one option. And I and I read something the other day, and um, it was a worship leader. He says, when you are singing these songs, you know, Lord, refine me. I, I will I will worship you. I obey. I lay down my life. All these things that you're singing, mm. you're not actually realizing you're singing it, and you're mm. asking the Lord to do it. So He's going to do it. Mm. So even me, my next mm. you've got that wonderful song called Refiner. Mm-hmm. I stopped singing. It. I stopped. <laughs> I did, and I'm no, confessing. I did. I was playing that song every single day, and then we both was like. Do we want to be that refined right now? Are we, are we ready to be that refined? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to take our time at the same time. I love the realness. Literally. No, because you have to be real. Because sometimes you have to take your time. You know, sometimes you're like, Lord, I just want to 
so much. And then he says, okay, let's go. Give up this. And it's like, what? Um, <laughs> and then you're wrestling to and fro and trying to pass tests that you're not really equipped to pass. So yeah. I realized very quickly that certain tests, hey, you're not there yet. Just, just let's wait. Let's take it bit by bit. You can't run fast. And I think we can do ourselves a lot of damage mm. and put ourselves in condemnation and carry weights because mm. we're trying to do a piece of the walk that the Lord has not equipped us for yet. We're trying to eat a bit too much meat. You know, mm. he's, he's got you on chicken, but you're trying to digest veal. Like, we need to stop. Like, it's, it's, mm. it's, mm. it's, you can't digest it so quickly. And I think mm. we can do ourselves a lot of damage. And a lot of Christians that I know, um, you've seasoned, very, very seasoned in, in, in the faith are realizing, oh my gosh, am I not seasoned? And I, I fear, like I've seen it, the fear of, oh my gosh, am I, am I even, am I even saved because I'm struggling with basics. But what it is, is, is we've gone too quickly. We've taken on too much doctrine. And I think, yeah, it's just vital that we take our time mm. and stick with the one plan and yeah, run with it. Also just to add as well, it's in my mind that I think regards to being doing what we want i think sometimes we don't always want to do what we want but i think because the world has crept in especially i.e social media these things the lust of the eyes lust of the fresh and pride of life if you're mm. seeing it all the time then mm. even though you don't want to do you want to you want to do you you want to do you because you see that person doing them mm. so you're like, oh yeah. man they've got the latest crepes they've got the latest trainers i can't Come afford on. that yeah, but because I see them wearing it, I'm gonna go and buy it because I and 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 the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know, your bank account ain't saying that. This is yeah, but because so, <laughs> so the like of that. your eyes have seen <laughs> on that Instagram post that trainer, you are now gonna buy that trainer, and that's been doing us when, yeah. when you, you know you can't do we. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you see the world doing we, so you want to do we as well. Mm. So I think sometimes it's not we don't want to do it. But we, yeah. because mm. we've lost it after what we've seen, we copy yeah. after we end up doing it ourselves. Bro, you're going to get us cut off. By the way, the bank account is not saying that. We spend it. Like every time I ask him for something, he's like, my bank account is saying that. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No one <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? This is this is a really interesting area as well, yeah. And I'm gonna draw you out, Nash, as well, because this is something relevant to your professional industry, yeah. Like I think that sometimes we can really be naive about how the world works, right? We can be so like caught up in just going with the patterns of everyday living that we forget that we're actually in this world but not of it. And the reason why I'm saying I'm gonna draw Nash forward is because Nash works in um, the marketing world and the the enemy is constantly marketing like he's constantly like before i even go into that nice do you want to talk a little bit just like for anybody who might be marketing ignorant like mm -hmm. do you want to tell them a little bit about what marketing is what it's about and then i'm going to try and relate that back to what we're speaking about right now wow like from from what angle there's so many angles of marketing um in the shortest way to describe it marketing is informing the end user the the consumer the person who you're trying to target that you exist and that you are as wonderful as you think you are and you want them to think that too so marketing can be quite um quite a clever kind of tool to use because if you want um, a consumer to think something about you you keep showing up in that way until they believe it come on so you could be um you could be selling bread and your bread is not even all that yep but because you know the right language the right photography 
the right kind of aesthetics you draw the people to think your bread is the best bread because you show it in the celebrity's house you show it in with the their famous youtubers eating the same bread the person down the road is eating the same bread now everyone's hashtagging the bread it's in everyone's stories you're like what is this bread and it's like for example in a, in a different way if anybody knows you know the girl the gorilla gorilla glue girl you yep. know with her hair she went viral but she made gorilla glue pop whether the glue was good or not we all know about it yep. um and so with marketing it's really about brands deciding this is what we want to be known for whether we have it or not it doesn't matter in the business world mm. they want you to believe that's what they are so when it when it's real it's beautiful because yeah. it's a case of like oh you were looking for a holiday to go on to and the travel agent shows you that they've got this amazing hotel it's brilliant it's like oh, i was looking for that wow they targeted me they found me because that's what marketing is targeting the people you want to give you their money pretty much um so they will target different people using nowadays social media a lot um but when for example that travel agents don't have that hotel but they can do nice drone videos and pictures and you go and re- go to the hotel and then now you're seeing things you didn't see on Instagram mm. it's for real um, and i think if i listen and i think us women especially when it comes to like hairdressers and beauty beauticians and all of this stuff on Instagram they'd be looking amazing all the famous youtubers are using this hairstylist or this makeup artist but then you hire them for your wedding day and then they let you down you're like what happened like the it's not there so yeah marketing in a sense is really about portraying a particular type of image yeah and running with it whether it's true or not so here's how i'm going to say something that might make you not sleep tonight yeah <laughs> might stop you from sleeping you may lose sleep over this but it's the truth you need to hear everything that nash just described is what satan and the kingdom of darkness is doing to you like okay let me let me ask you a question josh if i if i say to you think about trainers what's the first brand you think of nike, nike yeah you know why that is because you know about Nike, because Nike have done a good job of programming you to think about Nike as a good set of trainers, like, and to be the first thing you think of. And that's not, don't worry, I'm not demon, I'm, I'm not trying to like knock off Nike. I've got Nikes myself. And I know there's this whole controversial thing from a few days ago, but that's, that's yeah. not what this is about. But the kingdom of darkness, like the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we are extremely ignorant to the fact that just like all of these brands that we buy into and we think oh yeah like i want to wear this name i want to wear gucci i want to wear versace i want to wear what's this Lubiton, Lubiton, Lubitons that you can clearly mm-hmm. tell they're not in our home um, <laughs> <laughs> but like all of these ideas One day, Lord. <laughs> all of these different brands all of these different businesses satan and the kingdom of darkness operates on the same strategic level if not in like on a higher level and so when it comes down to even the things that we, we, um, the ways that we do things that we know displease God and all of these different things, it doesn't just start with, oh, it happened just like all of a sudden. A lot of the time you can actually trace back the different ways that the enemy's agenda, and don't get me wrong, there's other things that play into it. There's the flesh as well. There's sometimes our own like 
our own the, the way that we decide to go sometimes as well it's not just all about the the satan show but i'm just trying to show you that there is more to the decisions that we make good or bad and like nash said it can be used for good or for evil so yeah ponder on that one pray we've got about that one as well about showing you how that might be something that has affected you i'm just going to go back to the comments now as well for anybody joining we're chopping it up about yeah all things jesus the real jesus not the jesus we invented we've got gr saying speak on it miriam fire for those who may or may not know <laughs> no one i said in the beginning that she's not single <laughs> well, well, <laughs> from. yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> we've got gr saying good stuff guys um we've got magdalena as well saying these discussions are so good yesterday you guys were talking about binge watching on netflix um laughing well, this has definitely replaced my time with Netflix. So, uh, edifying. Please do more of these. Yes, sister, we will do more of these. We're here every single week. Wednesdays on Set Apart Stars Channel. Thursdays, Reason to Behold, half past eight. Set your reminders. Um, we've got Adele saying, Sir Arnold, that was good. Not operating according to the designer's intent. This the conversation is finished. Yes, thank you for these introductions and revelations Go because on. it helped me to change the way that I think too. <laughs> uh, Magdalena said, mm, "True, not using ourselves for the right purpose, not walking in God's image." Yes, Adelaide convo done. <laughs> laughing at Mags sincerely, Prisca guys, you can tell that I haven't been in the comments for a while. Um, sincerely, Prisca said, "Right, lol." And then we've got Aniwa as well laughing, and then we got. Hubby showing up, yeah? Hubby to be. Say, wisdom, I bought the right car. You did, brother. (laughs) Magdalena said, surrender. That word right there, such a tough thing to do. I'm in a place right now that is hard. And I needed that reminder, to be honest, that I have to surrender it to God. It's the best thing to do. That's such a blessing to even hear, Magdalena. Thank you for sharing that. And we pray that as you're continuing to journey through that, that God will help you to see Amen. the the ways to deal with that wisely, to know how to navigate that wisely as well. Amen. Uh, Magdalene also said it's for our own good. Only God can see that future. Mm. <laughs> and then he's unveiled himself fully. Come on, Miriam. <laughs> yeah, it is some deep stuff there. Just in case, you know what this is? This is just in case, Miriam, you weren't sure. Just in case you were going to come off the stream and send him a message saying that he wasn't there to support. Come on, Miriam, you're hitting oh, some uh, deep stuff there. Gus oh, Raphael. Oh, Guys, <laughs> this is amazing. Party done. <laughs> Magdalena said, careful what you sing, boy. And then Nash, laughter. We just got everything going off here. Hold on. Last one. Adele said, good evening all. Thank you for discussing these matters. So much is to be said and I'll tune in next week for sure. God bless you all. Jeff. Okay, oh, Jeff. Thanks, good to bro. see you, bro. Good to see you and on that note as well if you thought that we're about to sign off we're not we're just going to turn the temperature up a little bit more (laughs) the next question is (laughs) you guys got your water ready i told you to have water on standby my water is finished temperature just turn it up (laughs) my water is finished lord help us but you know this 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 hot temperature is better than the hot temperature of the lake on fire lake of fire and brimstone this this is a good temperature for jesus are we scared to say the truth because we're scared of losing our income popularity and ig followers yeah definitely man yes talk on that um boy the first one the income Mm. that's what everyone's definitely trying to protect 
Mm. Especially not with the way they're counseling people, boy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> One tweet can end things quickly. For real. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that that is that's the truth there. Like we are definitely scared about that in terms mm. of how things are gonna make us look to people, you know. And also like mm. that um yeah, income and also followers. Not that I'm bothered about that, to be honest. I ain't got that many, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would change after next week, bro. Is <laughs> <laughs> this what we're doing, yeah? This is what this we're is. doing. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, that was a plug to next week's live stream on the Snit Apart Style Show. <laughs> yes. You need to um, be there, guys. You definitely need to. We'll give you more details on that as well. Um, but yeah, what do the rest of you guys think about this question? Um, I think if the question is, are we scared? The answer is yes. Should we be? The answer is no. Yes. So it's, I, I, I'm thinking more in terms of, I think we, it, it's a fear that needs to be addressed. Um, and then I also am thinking in terms of wisdom, because in terms of speaking the truth, what does that look like? How do we speak the truth? Um, and yeah, it, it, at what points who are we speaking the truth to? And I think there's also wisdom in terms of how the truth is spoken. Um, not so it's palatable, but so mm-hmm. that you're telling the truth to who you need to be telling the truth rather than I, I definitely think sometimes we can just throw it all out there and hope it catches someone. And mm. yeah, it, it's, it, it will catch some people, but then what happens afterwards? Mm. Mm. it's true there's a good point in regards to the wisdom because again mm. like it says scared of losing income the first one so i'll say income for example if you're at your job and you're working with a homosexual or gay person going to the boss and saying you know what i don't want to work at this place i'm that's it i'm done because i'm not working with gay people you lost your job yeah that's yeah. the wisdom do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though you have your beliefs, you have your boundaries, yes, you understand what the scriptures say, but yeah. go with to tell your boss that you're leaving the company because there's a gay person working there, that's mm. not wisdom. That's not mm. truth in mm. Popularity, I do think, again, because of social media, that I think maybe back in the day, even school times, because social media, what Facebook our time growing up, we didn't really have that much social media. Yeah. So I think as social media has developed, and now you've got these Instagram, now you've got on Facebook, I think one of my first one, Instagram, then you've got uh, Snapchat now, you've got Snapchat, you've got hey, Josh, you're, you're forgetting MySpace, Bebo. You're showing your yeah, age. My, yeah. Bro. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know, I don't mind this. I was trying to <laughs> But I think as, as social media has developed, I think popularity has now become a bigger thing. Your followers has become a bigger thing. Mm. Back in the day, probably it wasn't that big. We could have mm-hmm. had a couple friends. And I think now on Instagram and those kind of things with people following you, I think some people, yes, can be scared to say the truth about a subject, contrary, mm. or if they see certain scripture or someone saying something, they, they feel a bit issue to challenge that because they don't want to lose their followers or their popularity. Mm. Because I think success in this generation is how popular you are. That's, yeah. that's the version of success in this generation. So I think for our generation now and the generations that are growing up, popularity is a big thing. So mm. if you do mm. feel like you need to challenge something, I think you're going to be scared. You're going to be like, oh my days, should I should I put yeah. that up? Should yeah. I even put that up? Because I could lose my followers. So I think, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. this generation. Popularity is a massive thing. And following. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to get too too deep on touchy subjects because even speaking about this in itself can get people fired. Yeah. So. Say it. It's very big, and that's not due to fear. Again, it's due to wisdom. Um, you know, I work with the youth, the young girls right now, and there's a lot of them who need to be off social media. They need to hibernate. They need to fast. And they know that anti-H is right. You need to come off, you know, the thing. However, the first thing they say is, oh, but I'll lose my TikTok followers. <laughs> How many followers do you have? About 6 million? Eh? Because one video went viral. And they know they should be off it, but they can't. It's a drug to them. And that's girls who are in the world who are young. So far less what's happening to us. And even though we, you know, Facebook came out in 2008 and things like that. And it wasn't, you know, some of us had internet, some of us didn't. Some of us had laptops, some of us didn't. And now, even though we, we may not be as addicted because of our age group, I do think there are subtle things where, you know, Black Lives Matter comes up and it's, ooh, who's going to comment? Who doesn't comment? If you don't comment, mm. like, you know, people are going around like, if you don't support it, you can support it and be a Christian. And all these little things, and you talk about COVID vaccine and you can talk about, there's so many little things that we can drop right here. People will be looking at you like, what's your stance what's your stance and depending on yeah. your stance depends on their stance and yeah. then whoever has the most popularity you can get cancelled very quickly and i yeah. think yeah. it does become very peak and the recent thing now is certain people you have to take the vaccine to work and it's mm -hmm. a case of i'm not putting my view on vaccine my view on vaccine, my view on vaccine <laughs> however, what i'm saying is is That's some, some people itself. are going to struggle with that some people don't mm -hmm. feel no way about it or take it it's not it's not a big deal some people are like nah, i ain't taking it and what are you going to do if you definitely ain't taking it and they're trying to tell you that you can't work or you can't mm. go on holiday or, you know and it becomes such a big thing and yeah i think in the last days it's, it's getting worse it's, it's 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 just getting worse and i just hold you know fire to the scripture you know, mm. you know not denying the lord um mm. and but not everything is a biblical thing and mm. i think that's where it becomes quite hard like some people will look at something like vaccine or black lives matter as a as a sin issue so and then some things are some of the some of the things are not so it's, it's a case of yeah like it's not that deep and we have to judge that for ourselves according to what the lord says to us individually because i don't think it is a a group dynamic i know people who have taken it we know people who haven't taken the vaccine for example um I'm not going to question if you're saved or not based on whether you're taking it. That's that's no, no, that no. don't make no Walk sense. It. Say it. Say yes. it. No, 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 no. Rewind. Rewind. That's your second reload. That's your second reload. When we were back in the day, yeah, you can drop some hot bars. For those who don't know, a reload was a mark of respect yeah, or whatever it was that I'm you just go, said. You track. Can, you know? <laughs> so now that I've defined it, say it again, sister. Not everything is a sin issue. Is that what it was? Yes. Like, if you take the take vaccine, the if you don't take vaccine, mm -hmm. you have to go. It's, it's an issue if the Lord has told you not to do it and you go and do it. It's yeah. an issue if you don't go and do it and the Lord has told you to go and do it. I think that's yeah. where we need to look at it. It's, a, it's yeah. a family, person by person case basis. I think we are very quick and in this day to jump on, oh, you're not saved if you take that. It, or you're saved. If, it's, it's a, it gets, and that's where church politics yeah. gets 
messy where we're divided over whether your child is vaccinated or not whether, mm. you, whether, you, whether you breastfed or you didn't breastfeed if you wear nike if you don't wear Adidas, like you know like oh my gosh it's pagan but i have a pagan car go and sell your car then do you know what i mean like, it's, it, it becomes very or do you wear weed? Do you, not wear weed? you know do you cream with cocoa butter do you know it becomes it's too much now it's a case of where we're in the world but we're not of the world yeah. So it's it's when you present yourself before the Lord, He's not going to be judging you based on the car, unless He told you not to buy the car. That's different. If He told you to buy the car, and you want to buy the car, then He'll judge you. But it's not because you decided to go and buy one Dodge Caliber with the horns, and all of a sudden you are now Satan. It's like it's it's it's. I think <laughs> people need to. I think that question for me it's let's let's move in wisdom, but also the the Lord will feed the birds of the air, so He will look after us. And mm. I think COVID has taught us, especially, mm. and we're self-employed guys, but we have not lacked the whole COVID oh gained. Mm. The whole COVID. And I've known mm. a lot of people who have gained in COVID, not actually Come lost on. anything. Yeah. So business yeah. has prospered. So yes. and that's what mm. me being boastful. That is us just saying, Lord, you actually had us. Yeah. Like yeah. how on earth did this happen? Yeah. But I yeah. think if we're saved and we trust the Lord. He will meet your needs and i know so many people who he's met the needs and you actually start to realize what you actually need based mm. by versus what you want so yeah yeah no that's real real good and just on that as well we had a comment coming from hubby to be <laughs> he said can you guys share your examples of when you've chosen not to be scared to lose your income popularity etc for jesus I'm going to say the first thing that comes to mind because I think sometimes we think about the big things but for me one of the awkward things was saying what I did over the weekend at work that right there gets a reload because, because well, yeah. I think it's something we all have to face I faced it oh my gosh my first corporate job after uni it was so awkward like oh anyway sorry don't mind me this is your story man please tell no 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 i, I want to hear yours as well because, <laughs> because I, I think it's something that a lot of people face right because yeah, yeah then i would have been i would have left work on friday running to go to all night prayer i would have been in all night prayer from friday evening to saturday <laughs> and then saturday after the old night would spend the morning chilling and then i would have gone and like to another fellowship there's a worship night going on in east london and i would yeah. have gone there on saturday night <laughs> sunday i am back at church that's it <laughs> So everyone, so everyone is sharing what they did over the weekend and i would just say like yeah and i, I have to be honest for a while the answer was oh nothing much i got to the point where i was like i had a really amazing weekend and like, i was be like, <laughs> like i had the best weekend and i'm hearing everyone else's weekend and i'm just like mm, yeah no i had a banging weekend um yeah so it, it really took a lot to say what i was doing over the weekend <laughs> Mm-hmm. no that's good because yeah i didn't want to feel because i definitely felt the judgment people were like oh so you're a christian and then you can already like hear people says people are now assuming things about yeah. you and there's already yeah and they, they there's already like the mood of the room changes yeah and i'm like changes. okay mm. so yeah that's my story <laughs> 
Love it. I was working at a company, I had many opportunities to move up to a higher position, um, had great, um, it was going to be a lot of money and the Holy Spirit said I had to leave the job mm. and go to another job that was going to cost a £600 drop from the job that I was earning and at this time I had my wife and I had my daughter and my daughter wasn't sleeping because I was doing a lot of night shifts. Because yeah. so I was doing a lot of night shifts, she weren't sleeping at home. So God was like, okay, you need to leave your job. You need to give that up because it's affecting your home. You've got to leave that. Now, in my mind, that's a £600 drop. <laughs> We've got a second daughter on the way. That's a £600 drop of money. <laughs> and also, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a position to, to move up to, to manager and then and then manager and then director. And then I'm, I'm, <laughs> Lord, I'm going up. I'm Lord, I'm going up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go up, Lord, please. <laughs> but, You're telling God what is happening in the narrative. <laughs> so I had to literally leave that job, take the £600 drop and go to another company and literally start again to then, for God to build us up. But in that time period, we paid all the bills. And at the time, That's my right. wife wasn't working. We weren't working at all. So I was the only breadwinner. Paid all the mm-hmm. bills, everything was paid. But well, that was a massive drop because that's a big chunk of money that I was losing. Plus, mm. I was losing a massive part of popularity and mm. income at the same time because I was going to mm. be big in that company. Mm. Do, do you know, I, I can I can fully understand that. I'll give you a little example of my own. Um, this last year, this time last year, I think it was after obviously we just went into lockdown. Um, the business that we run, we decided to launch a new B2B side, uh, business to business. And like, I think even before we'd formally like started to roll out our business to business and started trying to attract um, potential leads and stuff like that, I got um, a call from another guy who runs another business who I just met across paths maybe some months before. And he said to me, you know, um, I've got this lead, a potential person who's really looking for a service that you guys can deliver. And so um, do you want me to pass on the number? And he mentioned like what the business did. But at the time when he said it, I didn't see what the business did. I saw the money. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, send that. No problem. Let her know I'm interested. I'll talk to her. Passes on the number to me. Give her a call. We have this nice conversation. And it was probably one of the easiest sales that would have been done in our whole business in the lifetime of the business. And so for me, right there and then, she was primed as the perfect customer for what we were going to do B2B. She was ready to pay the good money. She would have been locked in for a long-term contract. She needed what we had to offer. And I came off the phone and I read the email again. (laughs) (laughs) After I'm already on cloud nine, I'm here saying, yes, Lord, look at you opening doors before I've even done any marketing. Yeah. And then I reread the email. And then after I reread the email, I said, no, come on. Like, and it was to do with what her, I'm not going to describe what her business did, but basically what she, what her business did conflicted with um, what I believed was right, obviously in the sight of God mm. and all of that kind of stuff. And so straight away, I think I called um, my wife, Nash. I called you, didn't I? And I just put it out there because you know what? In that moment, as much as I knew 
that this was something that I wouldn't be able to go forward with. I needed to put that out on blast and make sure that it was known outside of me because yeah. I very well easily could have been able to come home and to be like, oh yeah, we got our first business to business customer and said nothing about the context, never told anybody and we would have been getting that money till today. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't put no confidence in myself. I don't put no confidence in this flesh. I don't put no confidence in the fact that I can make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And so I called and I said to her, babe, this is what's happened. I don't think I even told her how much money it would have made for us. But yeah, I just said did. to her. Huh? So you didn't, thank God. I didn't, because I wasn't even trying to tempt you. Like, <laughs> I needed you to be objective <laughs> and to have a sound mind yes, and no sound judgment by the money. <laughs> and so I just said the facts and I just said, look, I don't think we can do this, but it's, it's not just me, is it? <laughs> then, you know, she echoed the same thing. Yeah, and yeah, the rest is history. Long story short, we didn't take on that client. Um, and I think this is the other thing, right? Because sometimes when we make those kinds of decisions, we're like, all right, cool. I've said no to this. God's going to prosper this thing somewhere else now, yeah? No, the money we invested into the B2B last year, it failed. We didn't make any money. We spent a good bit of money, got no return. We let it go. And we let the rest of our business continue. And you know what? Like, has he prospered us in other ways? I guess so. I would say yes, because, you know, on the whole, we've done really well, um, especially given the context of the climate we're in and stuff. But, but yeah, that's my story. One of them. That's one of my stories. Cool. So um, I know you guys have probably got plenty more stories, but I know we've got uh, not a lot of time left. So I'm going to run on to the last question. Second to last question. Two questions left. If Jesus was on Instagram, what would his content be like? Would he have many followers? And I'll tell you guys watching why these guys are laughing. (laughs) Because there was a call that we had the other day where this question came up. (laughs) So what do you guys think about this question? If Jesus was on Instagram, what would his content be like? And would he have many followers? Instagram will take him down. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) and my answer is he would only be as popular as if he's putting rules of his miracles (laughs) (laughs) that's good many followers i feel like yes and no yeah, because I feel like when you get to who people like people that followed him, i.e., what went after the pattern of what Jesus left and said, very few come on. Like we all know that, mm. but when it gets to, mm. but, but he always had the multitude, and I think the multitude are the pre-gang that we have in our generation. <laughs> pre-gang, they might not rate you as a person, but they like what you're on. Yeah, so they'll secretly yeah. come and check what you're saying from time to time <laughs> just yeah. to see what is going on in your neighborhood yeah. so i think he could have potentially a lot of followers so it would look like oh my gosh there's like a million people following jesus but out of that million it could only actually be the 12 or the 20 yeah. or the 30 people who like yeah. actually are devoted to his way of life and his pattern yeah. um so i think because i think when it comes to following jesus we have an illusion that the church is this there's so many people that are christians like mm. so many people are christians but how many people are actually devoted and actually following after his likeness and the pattern of what's in the word 
very few people hence why there is in every generation a remnant in a sense because Mm -hmm. you just see so many people who look like they could be it Mm. the wheat and the tares growing side by side but they're not the same thing so I think for me I think he would look like he's got a lot of followers so a lot of people be like yeah but Jesus has got loads of followers so it's fine but not knowing that yeah the real ones are very few Mm. you know what I think I think the same as like what Nash was saying. I believe you have a lot of followers, but I believe also a lot of those followers would be Pharisees. Mm. The reason why I say that is because, especially in this in this the way that Instagram is set up, mm. you can you can same with the Pharisees. You you, you want to be there all the time when he's talking, mm. um, but you don't want to follow him. Mm. But you're following him, but you're not following him. So what you do? Mm. Just there. So I think there'll be a lot of spies there watching him, um, challenging what he's saying because Jesus never. Um, he, he was very truthful in what he said he never sugarcoated anything mm. so I think mm. yeah there'll be those that are following him but I think those also in the background is being like oh why is he saying this for? why is he saying that why is he doing this especially in this generation of Instagram mm. so I mean, yeah. yeah there'll be it, it, it'll be a lot of Pharisees following watching what he's putting up wanting to comment and in their head thinking other stuff so mm. that's real interesting I'm just going to run through some of the comments it's been a minute um we had Magdalena saying a hundred percent and also well done Josh for trusting in God. Sincerely Prisca said, I just want to comment on the original questions. I think we're more challenged than scared. Especially in the social media world, everyone wants to be seen and heard. It's almost impossible to know what we're up against until we start putting ourselves out there. We need accountability more now, more than ever now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Say la. And with that, we're going to get to the final question. Um, as you guys know, um, I tried to turn the temperature down as we round up. Hmm. <laughs> but um, the last question is, any advice for someone who wants to live a life completely surrendered to Jesus as not just saviour, but also as Lord? What advice would you give to somebody like that? Um, I think the fact that they already have the desire means that they're on their way. Um, And I think it is that laying, putting that desire to God and actually cultivating the relationship and that means spending time in scripture, spending time in worship, and mm. um, finding other Christians that you can talk through scripture with, you can talk through what, what God is saying to you, talk through life. Um, I think the main thing is talking through life because mm-hmm. it's it, it sometimes, I, I've realized in our Christian walk, there's sometimes the disparity between what we're reading and the word and the lives that we're living because mm-hmm. we're not processing how what the word is saying and how it applies in our day-to-day life um so i think definitely find find yeah find your tribe find a body of believers that you can process life through um and i i I think that that really helps to live that life completely surrendered but the main thing is the heart condition and the willingness to lay it all down and that's something you do on a daily basis working out your salvation on a daily basis um, and yeah and allowing the spirit 
to lead you in every area of your life and that's that serving him the lord serving him as lord and becoming a slave it means unless he says don't do it if he doesn't say anything else keep doing the last thing he said you should be doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like that that's good talk I like that yeah i was gonna say that um as we grow in our walk with god that like, for me my experience was um God has started to speak to me about the small stuff, you know, and mm. as I draw more closer to God, there's other things now he begins to, you know, speak to me about. And it's kind of like what um, Nash was saying. And um, what's your name? Sorry, I forgot her name. Helen. Hello. 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 We're saying about having to resit an exam and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's what I've kind of realized in my life. Like, if I don't... If I don't respond to that, I literally just remain at that at that um, at that place, and it's kind mm. of like God moves at the pace that we're ready to move at. Really, mm. if we're on a thing where we're slowing things down. We'll realize that we don't move past that point. And I mm. think it's like um, any friendship. So, for example, like when me and Arnold first became friends, like the friendship's grown, but as it's grown, Arnold's been able to speak into more areas in my life. Like mm. he's been correct me about stuff because we're more closer as friends. But yeah. he couldn't do that the first day he met me. For real. Know? So I think as you grow in your walk of God, there's things he says, all right, you need to work on. And mm. in those things, as you're obedient to that, then God speaks to you about more stuff. And it's that process, really. Mm. Mm. That's good. Josh and H? I'll say not to not to grow weary. Um, to understand the truth, as the Bible says, the juice is in your wheat. Uh, because mm. I think sometimes we can we can we can be discouraged if we're seeking and we don't hear. So mm. it's just to keep on seeking and just understand that in due season we'll um, So yeah, that, that's my encouragement to keep on going and keep on seeking. Mind to surround yourself with people who are very quick to tell you yes, but at the same time pull you up. So mm. to encourage you. Um, and love on you yeah. with the same vim that they are to correct you mm. and say sis nah or bro nah um, trustworthy people who don't have a motive and I know that can take some time because you're going to go through different relationships and you're going to learn to grow with people outgrow people and you know the unlikely people will be the people that you end up walking with but I think that's quite crucial because sometimes you just need to get out of your head and you need to trust people to say, do you know what? I'm going through this. What What do you think? Because they can look on the outside and, mm. and you mm. know, self-esteem and mental health issues can really play a part in your mindset. And that one thing the enemy likes to attack is the mindset. Mm. Um, and God wants to renew our minds daily. So have conversations out loud um, mm. with people who you can trust. That's why. That's yeah. good. Mm. Real good. And last but definitely not least. Nash. Well, well, well. Um, I would say like everything that everybody has said. Um, yeah, just like having fellowship, having genuine fellowship with people um, who can actually like do the whole iron sharpening iron. So people that mm-hmm. actually speak through the word and just be life with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I think the whole the old advice of just get plugged into a church just get plugged into a church i feel like it's good in theory and it sounds nice and like the good christian thing to say 
and do but sometimes you can get plugged in and feel like a number um mm. and it's hard for you to grow if you're not actually being taught um the way of the kingdom because we are all supposed to be taught aka getting discipled and so i think if you are saying no i need like i really want to do this thing with jesus for real for real i think you really need to get discipled um mm. in addition to everything everybody has said because i think on your own in your bedroom during lockdown or whatever this thing is that we have in the UK you can like only do so much to a point i feel yeah. but there's there are things you get from conversations like this that you don't get when you're by yourself trying to reason the scriptures by yourself mm. and so for me i think getting into fellowship that is like this that's that feels something like this where people are actually talking and bringing different perspectives and it yeah. helps to shape the way you you apply scripture to real life mm. um and stuff so for me it's not so much about activities the whole uh just jump on a choir and start singing i would be like just hold on a minute just first of all just get your foundations right yeah um get your foundations right to make sure you actually build on the rock and that you don't build on sand Mm. Um, because the winds are going to blow eventually and you want to make sure your house is actually can actually last um so yeah for me discipleship was really really a big thing that helped helped me to see where I was being so naive with scripture or mm. being so like having the wrong interpretation of certain scriptures as well. Like back in the days in the UK, thinking that the number 25 bus, the Bendy bus, that when we jumped on at the back of the bus, which is supposed to, for those that don't live in the UK, we have like buses here and you're supposed to like pay or tap your card where the driver is, but we have some buses that are really long where you jump in at any point and you're supposed to tap yourself or pay yourself. So they are trusting us. Yeah. And I believe, <laughs> and in my naive years, my first years of my walk, anytime I jumped on that bus at the back and I didn't pay and I didn't get caught, I was like, God, this is this is God's favor. God has covered me and the shadow of his wings. I'm covered. So the inspector can't see me because I'm covered. So I had this level of my wrong understanding was that the number 25 bus, whenever you didn't get caught, God was with you. So (laughs) obviously (laughs) I got corrected by the person who was discipling me when I came with my testimony of how, you know, God is so good every time, you know, I get on that bus, I never get caught. God is covering, he's really with me. Like, I, I understand when he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Like, I'm seeing it, I'm living it. And it took her to pull me up and to tell me, like, the gifts of God add no sorrow. I was like, sorry? Mm. I was like, what? And she was like, go and read it. I was like, ah, deep for. I went to read it. <laughs> Like, I went to read it, and that's when I realized, oh, snap, I've actually been in error. Um, But on my own, I would have built a whole doctrine of when you don't get caught, God is with you, and all of this kind of stuff. So for me, I really learned that there is so much safety, as the Bible says, in the multitude of counselors. Yes, come on. You need to have wise counsel around you, people that will literally help you to, to, to journey through your thoughts, journey through how you got to that scripture um it might just be one or two words that you kind of overlooked and so you've misunderstood the context that god was trying to put out there and Mm. we've all done it like not a single person is saying they've never done it we've all done it but i think the safety has come when we've 
been around counsel and been around as somebody who's an eye and who can be like, bro, don't do that or sis. That scripture don't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah. And then you are like, oh, and then you can renew your mind. You can repent and say, God, I'm so sorry. I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry. At 25 bus, it's all my money thereafter. <laughs> I was like, I'm very sorry. And and also because I was going to and fro church. So I thought yeah. God's definitely covering me <laughs> to go to church. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. That's really good. And you I know, I think some of us were jumping on that bus and we knew. We <laughs> 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 didn't even have that excuse. <laughs> uh, we've got Adele in the comments saying that's it at having wise counsel around you. And I think that's a brilliant place for us to start rounding off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we're big believers in, as you can probably hear from this conversation, is having like places safe places where you don't just go once or twice a week to get educated and taught but you also have spaces where you can also practice living that out in your day-to-day um some people do it with cell groups um and some people do it in in much more informal ways kind of like us where we just show up on facetime at all times of the day during the week just talking about all sorts of subjects but um, for anybody watching, if you are someone that is listening to a conversation like this and you are saying, you know, I really want to follow Jesus for real, for real. Like, I want I want the real stuff. I want the surrender, not just as um, savior, but also as my Lord. And you're looking for people or a place where you can kind of have that expressed and kind of chop that up and be encouraged and sharpened by other believers. Inbox, or inbox us at Reason to Behold on Instagram um we'd be happy to connect you with some peeps um wherever you are because at the end of the day we're all in it to win and and that's what we're here for